morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you wherever and when you are listening. Regardless, thank you for listening. The show is NXT Talk. This is the last episode in this era of NXT. What the future brings, we will wait and see. But we are going to be preaching positivity. We are going to be preaching, you know, let's just wait and actually see what is going to happen before we uh, freak the F out. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Boris, and I'm joined by Matt. Bonjour! How's everybody doing out there? We hope you are doing well. NXT, Boris, is it doing well? I mean, I guess we're going to find out uh, next Wednesday, of course, because it's it's really hard to to say next Tuesday. It's really hard to say right now, but this last episode of the Triple H era, I actually thought it was pretty strong, man. I thought this was a pretty good episode of NXT. I agree. I I enjoyed it. Um, You know, it, it followed the same formula. Um, you know, there's obvious things happening that is different from what we've been watching for the past, what, three, four years. Um, but uh, it was a fun show overall. So on this week's episode, we're going to be chatting, discussing, reviewing, analyzing NXT TV from September 7th, 2021. Then we are also going to be talking about NXT UK from September 2nd, 2021. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much uh, what this show is all about. But before we get to all that, Matt, how's everything going? Oh, it's going pretty well, man. A very busy day yesterday and a busy one coming up today on Wednesday. We're recording this early Wednesday morning, which we usually don't do. Going forward, I think we're going to try to record immediately after NXT, hopefully in person as much as possible but yeah anyway we're gonna get that up for you probably around midnight eastern maybe a little uh little later than that but yeah so uh last night extremely busy had my uh my one and only fantasy football draft and i'm pumped about it boris i love how my team turned out nice nice what did you have fifth pick was it yes so i had fifth overall pick it's a 16-team league. I've been in it since, uh, like, 2010, I think. So going on, like, almost a dozen years, maybe this is now. And, uh, yeah, I had the fifth overall pick, and it's a deep, deep benches, too. So you draft 17 players. So 16 teams drafting 17 players each. You're scraping the nitty-gritty. So I have a lot of high potential High upside people. Someone's just got to hit Boris. Much like WWE's new scouting strategy. Just going for freak athletes, buddy. Yeah, I, I literally, I was waiting to say the exact same thing. But now that's really cool. Uh, we can talk a little more about that on BAM tomorrow. Um, but uh, yeah, dude, uh, what else is going on? Any Anything fun and exciting? Uh, no, I'm just saying, well, like, yeah, very busy with work and hanging in there and... Uh, yeah, considering considering getting back on that Tinder grind, like I said, I'm kind of in the in between zone because I have a uh, someone who I'm pretty close to in Portland. We've uh, we've kind of like started talking very regularly again during the pandemic, but we're both like single, you know, like they, we're not going to do a long distance relationship thing because those don't really work out. Why put needless pressure on each other, you know? Yeah. And I I mean like yeah I I don't know. I, I I do the Tinder thing here and there, Boris, but you know it's just it, it's it's tough in the city, man. I have to be a hundred percent honest with you. I have never ever 
ever ever touched the online stuff i just like for some reason i can't like i've just never been able to um i don't know hey, why man. like i really don't know why um but uh you know yeah. things have worked out i guess you're not missing much man like honestly like this girl from portland i know her because i met her when i was a man wench at medieval times serving them chickens boris and uh i just she gave me her number and uh did she lives in the states and we just have been talking like pretty regularly ever since but anyway um yeah man you, you, that it's it's way better it's far more effective to meet people in person and make that connection face to face it's far more effective every yeah. meaningful relationship i've ever had has started that way Exactly. Yeah, that that's pretty much it, right? Like, um, even like the the, the 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 weird situations that I put myself in sometimes. It's just, but I would rather have that than just so much unknown. Like my life already has enough enough unknowns that uh, <laughs> I don't need, I don't need more sometimes. Um, but yeah, yeah, no. All overall, all things. Uh, yeah, no, that's very interesting. Um, I had this is the first time I'm learning that you were a man wench. I need to hear a little more yeah. about this. Oh, yeah, we can talk about my medieval times days down the road. I thought you knew that. But, yes, I was a man wench at medieval times. Uh, it was a very good job in a lot of ways. Fucking terrible job in a lot of ways. But uh, I'm glad I did it, and I'm glad I no longer do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, dude, I, yeah, that's hilarious. I remember the first time I went to medieval times, here in Toronto at least. Um, yeah. It was, like, I want to say back in 2012, uh, and it was for a friend's birthday, and he decided to go because it was his first birthday in Canada. There's a friend who came from the UK, Leeds, to be exact, and he just wanted to do something different, so he picked Medieval Times for his birthday that year, and we all went, but holy boy, oh boy, did we go trashed. It was ridiculous yeah. how trashed we were, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and, when, you know, obviously once the... Uh, you know, very much like a wrestling show. Um, you know, we got fucking rowdy. It was insane. That's amazing. Yeah, the uh, the wrestling, the like medieval times show is very reminiscent of pro wrestling. They and those guys are athletes, man, and they choreograph that thing. They work really hard on it. They, it's like the the show portion is far more interesting than the restaurant portion of medieval times. Like just walking in there as a server, I would always watch. The guys like warming up and stuff, and I would always watch like that. That part was really interesting to me. Watch them go through the stunts and stuff. Very cool. Um, isn't the food just like Swiss chalet or something? Yeah, it's basically a low quality Swiss chalet. But you know what? It's it's fine. It's it's a little bit underrated as a meal. Hey, I'm not I, saying anything not bad. Like, yeah, it's not it's not something to write home about. But basically, it's a Swiss chalet meal. It's exactly right. It's like a single leg dinner with uh, some all the soup you can drink and a little piece of garlic bread. Yep, yep. Uh, speaking of social, I might be going there. A question. I know this is like the worst time to ask this question, <laughs> but I'll ask. Um, do you know if the Swiss Chalet at our local Dufferin Mall is open? Is that still I a thing? I actually have. Yeah, I have no idea. I think. Yeah, I think so. Like last time I checked, but honestly, I I don't even know if I've walked by the Dufferin Mall since like friggin' last April. You know, <laughs> so yeah. like it's been a minute. Yeah. Like I walk by there, but I always see like the Marshalls and the Winners, right? I, and and the new LCBO right beside the beer store. Right. But I've never noticed if the Swiss Chalet is actually a thing still. Because um, uh, the reason I ask is because I'm, I'm meeting up with uh, the lady friend and her spawn later. So. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's a good a good uh, uh, restaurant to bring a kid to. We're not going to go to a freaking bar that I would frequent or the bar yeah, that we exactly. usually go to near me. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's swish. I hope it is open because yeah, that's funny. Yeah, or else uh, Mr. Greek for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just gonna say, I know there's a Taco Bell right there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, you know that Taco I used to okay, so I used to live directly in front of that Taco Bell on Dufferin Street. You know, those that row of houses going up the street. It was the yeah. only house with a balcony, so like you can spot it. Um and that Taco Bell used to be a Taco Bell KFC Pizza Hut combo with a oh, wow. sit in Pizza Hut portion with the, the Holy Trinity. Yes, with the buffet. <laughs> Like stuff, nice. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. The the Pizza Hut lunch buffet that is a deadly hit. Oh yeah. man. So yeah, so we used to live. My, my best friend and I used to live like directly right in front of that place. And because it was the only place with a balcony, we used to live on that balcony. We used to barbecue. We used to have um, at that time. Um, uh, uh, well, what was that vampire HBO show? Oh. Uh... Ah, uh, 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 fuck! <laughs> Damn it, it's gonna bug me. Yeah. Uh, oh, this is gonna bug me. Oh, about. True, True Blood. Blood. True Blood. I did not watch True Blood that much. Actually, I was dating a girl at the time we watched it, and I saw a couple episodes. But yeah, not not for me. Yeah. So True Blood. Um, and, and uh, we used to have what we called Sunday Bloody Sundays every Sunday to watch True Blood and whatever else <laughs> was on. Um, it's just a random assortment of shows and whatnot. Because my uh, my best friend and I used to have HBO and and everything, and um, like it was the real man cave, right? Like we were how old were we at the time? We were <laughs> what twenty two at the time, um, nice. you know. So everything went into the speaker setup, the TV setup, the couch setup. You know, we had the barbecue. Uh, yeah, so it was like every Sunday, people would just come over, bring whatever, and we would just barbecue drink till the morning and show up to work like nothing happened nice yeah just a couple of lads tricking out the basement and throwing on some fucking true blood but just watching them vampires no that's hilarious with oh man it sounds like great times awesome it was it was great times and it was just like yeah it's like uh you know many many relationships were made had and broken all throughout the series of our sunday bloody sundays (laughs) I thought you were going to say all throughout the series of True Blood. Yeah, it's true, actually. Um, and then that kind of turned into Game of Thrones, where everyone started watching Game of Thrones. By that nice. point, you know, a lot of my friends started getting married and buying houses. And, and uh, yeah, so it, it, the, 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 the things changed a little bit by the end of Game of Thrones. It became like, you know, babysitting central um, and whatnot. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny eh, how time progresses. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, all all of my friends right now are popping out kids and just got married. It's crazy. Like since the pandemic, how many of my friends have either had like multiple children or did like the yeah we secretly got married thing? You know? Yeah. Well, it's funny with my group of friends. Uh, it's more like, hey, we're divorced. Yippee. <laughs> Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, The pandemic has been interesting for all of us. Yep. Yep. It really has been. Um, But, yeah, I got to check whether the Swiss chalet is still a thing. And I got to make a plan if it's not because it's like, where do you you take a a nine-year-old? Yeah. Yeah, like I switch LA is like a good mix. It's like a bit perfect for ages 10 and under or 65 and up. Yep. Yep. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. (laughs) 
oh man what a day i'm gonna have I, and i've slept like an hour like it's oh. ridiculous how little i've slept that's sadly not that out of character for you but that's a bad thing you just sleep more big homie you know what though here i i think i am adopting like this mad scientist uh method of sleeping <laughs> like between meetings i'll catch like a 20 minute nap or something or you're like between you're wrestling like shows crazy. or whatever yeah exactly it's, <laughs> it's so weird um but and that's keeping me going right that and i'm pretty sure it's like so over the weekend i had um i don't know why one of the friends who i hang out with his drink of choice is Jagger. Um no. and and like I love you. I love anything. Like there's no I'm not gonna say no to anything. But like my things are tequila number one, obviously. Um <laughs> whiskey number two, like a good, like a, not a good, but like uh, we're we're talking shots right now, right? So like a Jameson um bar rail shot, like you know, I'll do that. And that's one hundred percent because you know, that's what I drank with my roommate. Um, and then number three would be Jagger. Anyways, guy I was hanging out with this, or one of the people I was hanging out with this weekend, um, and he, into last week, uh, was a huge Jagger drinker. Um, so because last Wednesday we decided to go to the Jays game, um, we, like, uh, you know, and then Thursday we hung out. Friday we hung out. Saturday was a mutual friend's birthday. Sunday we decided to hang out. So it was just like, you know, a few days of just like absolute what the hell is going on with my life. Um, but <laughs> like the Jays game, I have never been so trashed at a Jays game like I was on Wednesday. Um, and this is like just a complete thing of this is the first time myself and these two guys, it, it, was, it was like, you know, no, no significant others, just three guys at yeah. the ballpark who haven't seen each other in so long. Oh, that's fun, man. That's good. Uh, did you happen to catch one of those crazy comebacks? What what game no, was Wednesday? It was against Baltimore. It wasn't one of the fun ah. games against the A's. <laughs> Uh, dang, I was going to say, cause yeah, some of those best games of the baseball season just happened, Jays versus A's, like in terms of crazy comebacks and stuff. Yeah, yeah no. man. The, the Wednesday yeah, exactly. game. So I, I got to tell you this. I have figured out, my friend, how to order shots and get shots at the Skydome, which is something that they are say. not allowed to do. Really? Yep. That is that is a forbidden door if I've ever heard one, yep. buddy. How'd, how'd you pull that off? Because you are a patriot and you're listening to this, I will tell you how you can order a shot at most arenas and stadiums. And this is a full, I, would, I wouldn't say foolproof. It's never failed me, um, but I'm sure some bartenders will, you know, won't allow this. So this is the trick. Um, they can't pour shots. They can't pour a shot just in a glass. So... You have to, there, always look at the menu. There's always like a bar rail or a single or a double shot of something. So got to find what that's called. Then um, typically you would either just order that or you order, you know, I'll have a rum and Coke, extra ice, hold the Coke. It, does that actually work? Just saying extra ice, hold the Coke. Yeah. Yep. Yep, because they don't add any of the Coke, and they add more ice to save their own ass, and they give you whatever. So, at the Skydome, there is a 
um, a specific name for a shot. I forget what it is, uh, but if you order this, look at the menu. You have a double or, or a single or a double, and they're not called single or doubles. They're not called barrels. I forget what they're called. I'll get people the name, and I will talk about this again um, because, yeah, this is a great trick. Anyways, you know, we were drinking double shots of rum and double shots of uh, vodka over ice essentially and we were just like it was just ridiculous so we would go up get doubles get to beers and that was our constant order like every other inning we were doing this god dang so yes i could see why you'd be absolutely sloshed by like the sixth or seventh once they cut you off for fighting people in the stands well here's the <laughs> best part oh, no. <laughs> no i did not fight anyone but at one point yeah um, i put my foot up because i i like to you know i usually rest my foot like on a on a railing or on something on a table right and i just that that's i don't know why i always do that um uh, for some reason i tried to do this here at the sky dome but where i was didn't have that railing and for whatever reason i put all my weight down and i just fucking fell like a sack of potatoes i fell oh, like no. uh <laughs> like it, yeah, like it was bad, and it's hilarious because like all Mick my fully off the cell, yeah, feet. <laughs> yeah, dude. And my friends say, "Get up, we're gonna get cut off." So it's funny because like when I fell, I had a drink in hand. I managed to save the drink, not <laughs> one spill. Get up, nice. Walk straight to the bar. They one thousand percent saw what happened, and they still served us. Nice. Well, that's good. <laughs> you weren't too drunk. It's all about saving that drink. In that moment, that is key. And you it's show the power still... of tips, my friend. Yes, also that. You got to tip that service industry. They will take care of you if you take care of them, Boris. Exactly. I can tell you from experience, buddy. Right? That's exactly it. From your man-wench days, <laughs> you must know. <laughs> Yes, yes, Surrey Bob. I've also waited a couple other places, bartended and such, but yeah, definitely, definitely was a man wench. I can't live <laughs> you that. forever. You know that you now you were full forever be known as the man wench. Like, like that's I embrace it. it. <laughs> Bring it on. I embrace it. I freaking love Gentle it. You know, sir. I think it's time to uh, move on and talk about some wrestling. Yeah, well, I'm glad you survived, man. Sounds like a, a debaucherous weekend oh. yet again for oh, it, was, it was something. Let me tell you. That, well, before we move on to wrestling, when you hang out with your buddies and get absolutely obliterated, uh, you got to be a little nice with the significant other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You got to kind of do a little bit of uh, do a little bit of repairing there. You know, just yes. uh, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's There's going to be good. some holes in the wall. It's all good. But, but <laughs> Wednesday night thir into Thursday morning was a little dicey. But <laughs> nah, I can imagine. I can imagine. But hey, hey, man, you know, you got to live your life, too. At the same time, you know, uh, you, you are flesh and blood, buddy. You got to take it easy here and there. But yeah, man. Like, I, hey, yeah. I'm fine. I, look, look, you know, I've, you know I've slept limits. it off. I sleep it off, You're a big believe boy. it or not. Um, but <laughs> like yeah, Daniel it's Brooklyn. all good. Yeah, this is, you know this is, your limits, and you want to test them. So hey, <laughs> it's the way it goes. It's like I'm a petulant child or something, right? <laughs> Just testing my limits with my parents. God. <laughs> oh, that's funny. 
Uh, should we talk about professional wrestling one of these days here, buddy? Yeah, we might as well move on to professional wrestling. Let's move on to WWE NXT from September 7th. Dude, the show opened up right away because it was a jam-packed show. First thing that happened was Ember Moon versus your girl, Kaylee Ray. Hey, Lee Ray, she is a fantastic wrestler. I'm really glad that she has come stateside. I hope she gets a chance immediately to move up. I hope they don't keep her in NXT long, and she's on that main roster really quickly. She could really help the WWE Women's Division, either show. Either show. Um, you know what I'm glad about? The most, as fun as this match was, as good and clean overall as this match was, Ember Moon did not have a microphone. <laughs> it's uh, both rude and accurate <laughs> and i agree with your shade buddy yeah she's not she's <laughs> she's not a great promo she is not very good she so ember moon did hit a move that i both really like and wonder if it should ever happen again because pro wrestling is fake and it's 2021 and you shouldn't be openly kicking people in the head despite the fact that you might have a kick pad on so yeah. she puts kaylee ray in a tree of woe and she does a 360 buzzsaw kick. She just does a spin and hauls off and kicks Kaylee Ray right in the fucking head. Yep. Just booted her in the head. And yes, it's quote unquote fake, but there are very few ways to fake a kick to the head where the opponent is hanging upside down. Like she took some off the kick and she's wearing a kick pad. But at the same time, I don't know if this this was a spectacular move. But, man, if she's going to do this, it should be a finish. But here's the thing also. like it, you, The same can be said about Sarai, right? Like, <laughs> And her yeah, drop kick. That's, that's true. But it's a little different because you're seated up. You see it coming the whole way. And you have your hands there to block if need be. And if not, the whole thing, the whole illusion is that you have a place to go. Right? Like... The, the draw when you're getting that drop kick, you can lean past the ropes. That's the whole point. There's no place for Kaylee to go. I wish people could see this <laughs> because as <laughs> Matt is talking, he's imitating how he is leaning on the tree of woe, <laughs> but standing for uh, up. <laughs> that's funny. We got to switch. We got to get some YouTube action in here so I can act out some of these moves, Boris. That's that's what this podcast needs to really take it to the next level. Yep. Um, but yeah, no. Overall, this match, you know, like I said. It was a fun match. It went uh, a little longer than than I thought it would have, and it was it was overall pretty good. Like you know, I think both women gave it their uh, their A effort. Was it an A match? Probably not. But it was a fun match. It was a clean match, and no one should really be surprised by whom won. Uh, so essentially, at, by the end, the, like the last couple minutes of the match, it was all Kaylee Ray. Like she just. She just like, just obliterated Amber Moon, slammed her on the corner. Um, she did an, uh, a, a Santon Atomico. Uh, Ember tried to get uh, doing a over-the-shoulder Michinoku driver, but that did nothing to her. Uh, and then Kaylee Ray did her gory special, and Kaylee Ray won by pinfall after the KLR bomb. Yeah, so it is officially the KLR bomb, not the Gory bomb. Should know that. Um, I, I, like, hey, whoa, hold on, hold on. Number no, you one. got that. No, I, I'm saying for myself, that was a good note by you. I should note that. All right, I've been calling it the Gory bomb. All right, so thank you, friend. <laughs> um, I, I don't know why I thing. jumped on you on that. <laughs> 
<laughs> no shame, brother. I'm giving you your due. You you touched on this like the the weird Michi Noku driver thing she hit in the middle of this match. I'm just watching. I was like, oh, geez, did she just hit a one winged angel for a random near fall? That's kind of what this was. It wasn't. She had Moon in a or uh, Moon had Kaylee Ray in a backpack position, not. The electric chair, like Kenny Omega does, like the the like the chicken fight position. It's called the electric chair position in in pro wrestling. Uh, Ember Moon had Kaylee Ray in a backpack position, similar to like the backpack stunner, or like uh, Ryback did a bunch of moves like that. But she flipped her all the way over and hit basically what was a one winged angel, a Michinoku driver, out of that position. I've never seen that move before. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was a pretty cool move. It really was. Um, also, this this between this move and uh, you know uh, Blair Davenport, we saw many Michinoku drivers. Yes, <laughs> Michinoku drivers aplenty on yep. this show. Yeah, I thought this was a really strong opener. It went 14 minutes and 41 seconds. Kaylee Ray wins the gory wins with the gory bomb. I go three. And three-quarter bachelor parties on this one, buddy. 75% bachelor party axe-throwing percentage on this one. I love I love it. Um, and, and it's called the KLR Bomb. Just, just yeah. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the KLR Bomb by KLR herself. Very good. Thank you, sir. Yep. All right. Uh, so Danny Birch and Only Lorcan, they're backstage with their pals and they're being interviewed. Uh, Birch says that he's back and Lorcan says they're taking the titles that they never lost. Ridge Holland and Pete Dunn chime in and tell them to end MSK. And this essentially is when I knew exactly how this show was going to end. Yeah, same. It was a little like, uh-oh. Like, it was like... Yeah, I feel like... This was very much like a a um like you know the breakup of evolution. You just knew it was going to happen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but that's that's good though. You can telegraph something and pay it off, and that's fine. You don't have to swerve everything, Boris. I like a seed being planted, and yeah. then you see the plant grow. Yep. All right. Speaking of seeds being planted and 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 weird a uh, sex. Uh, uh, jokes we go to indy hartwell's bachelorette party um so what did you think of these uh i thought the second one was a lot stronger than this one i thought this was a bachelorette party written by uh elderly white men <laughs> you know what i mean it seemed like so they Bruce had Pritchard no and idea man seemed like they had no idea what happened here and they wanted to do a pg bachelorette party so they just had like a dinner sort of, mm-hmm. and then the main characters left. So I don't know. This was pretty much nothing. I uh, I did like the second one more, but uh, I, I, I like Indy Hartwell and Candace as performers. I think they're both very strong performers, so yes. that helped. Yep. All right, so um, they are in a dinner setting. Indy Hartwell gets up. She begins to give a speech. Everyone kind of low-key mocks Indy Hartwell. Um, uh, then... Indy Hartwell talks about how Dexter Loomis has changed her life and before him, Candace LeRae showed her the way. Candace gives a speech about how she didn't approve of their relationship and Dexter's creepy and deranged, but now she realizes that they really love each other and that's all that you can ask for. Hartwell says Loomis just has to crack Johnny Gargano's nut and LeRae offers to help her spy on Dexter's bachelor party and they run off together. I did think uh, this would pay off down the line. We didn't see it in this one. 
but uh, I'm going to touch on it now. I did think it was funny that Candace was like, oh, I have some spy equipment. And you think they're going to be in a back room or something. But then it turns out her spy equipment was just like costumes that they'd use to like follow actually the bachelor party, which I thought was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, this wasn't that strong, but you know what? Candace and Indy are extremely charming. They're, they're fun to watch. They really are. They really are. And I got to say, like, as much as I don't like this overall um, story and this overall, like, uh, you know, whatever, I am looking forward to see what's going to happen at this wedding. 100%. 100%. I love a pro wrestling wedding, man. Honestly, I'm a sucker for it. They're usually all pretty bad. But, like, even the Macho Man Elizabeth wedding, which was played as straight and as, like, as legitimate as a pro wrestling wedding has ever been, is it, it was pretty fun for what it was. Dude, and you know every what? other pro wrestling wedding has some kind of twist on it. So You know what we got to do for next week's episode? What's that? Top five wrestling weddings. Ugh, I'm down. I'm in. Okay, we're going to do it. That'll be uh, maybe, the, maybe the start off. Yeah. And if Mr. Wilson isn't number one, I will be very pissed <laughs> off. I don't want to spoil it, but no, it will not be. <laughs> All right, this moves us into Carmelo Hayes versus my boy, my man, mi hermano, Santos Escobar. Yes. So this was a good match. Carmelo has a ton of potential. He's still very green, but I like that he's 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 great at bumping and selling. And I like that he's busting out some new interesting moves. They don't always look great, but he's he's trying. He's like he's out there doing all kinds of things. He's throwing everything he can at the wall. He's like a very exciting rookie. Yeah. So you know what my actual favorite part of the match was? Well, well, my favorite part as always is going to be Santos Escobar. Yeah. But it was Electra Lopez. I thought she did a phenomenal job of just being out there and being that like kind of like uh, badass female uh, manager. Yes, yeah, she's the ace in the hole. Uh, comparable to China in that she body slammed Carmelo Hayes on the friggin' uh, just on the mats outside of the ring, which I was very surprised by. Uh, didn't see that coming at all, but that's pretty cool. If she's going to be that level of enforcer for uh, Legato, I think that could be pretty interesting. Well, you know, the thing is also, right, they're trying to build her up, especially with uh, with uh, what's-her-face from um, the other group. Yeah, yeah, B-Fab, your B-Fab, girl, yeah. Hit Row. Yeah, Hit yes. Row, B-Fab, that's yes, it. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I I thousand percent agree, and I think yeah, B Fab's kind of got like that athletic big thing going on. So I I think a, a, it's a good matchup for her. You know, I, I, Electra Lopez could be the power, and she could be like the athleticism, and it could be a very interesting little uh, little feud here. Yep, exactly. Uh, so as we mentioned, the legado del fantasma distracted referee Eddie Orengo. Uh, Electra Lopez slammed Carmelo on the floor on the outside. She put her blazer back on which in my opinion was the like the just a beautiful little detail and touch um hayes uh, gets back in at seven escobar scoops him up and he wins by the phantom driver at uh yeah. what was this match at uh 13 minutes and 30 seconds yeah, so your winner, Santos Escobar, again, after Lopez, body slams Carmelo on the floor outside. I thought this was a pretty good match, man. I uh, Not quite as good as the opener, but I would definitely give it a B. I thought it was very, like, very solid. I liked, uh, like I was saying, Carmelo Hayes trying some new moves. He did a thing where he started a vertical suplex, 
and turned it into a twist of fate. Yes. Almost like halfway up the vertical suplex, it just became a twist of fate. I thought that was a pretty interesting move. Needs a little work, but I like it. I like the idea a lot. So yeah, good match. We're going to go three and a half bachelor parties out of five, 70% laser tag percentage board. <laughs> oh man. I, I just love <laughs> the amount of times that I laugh after the rating, just because I have no idea what you're going to say. All right. <laughs> So we see Casey Catanzaro and Kane Carter warming up backstage. Uh, we get a WWE.com video from last weekend where Malcolm Bivens introduces the Creed brothers as the newest members of the Diamond Mine. Yeah, baby. I was not very excited for this. Like, I did not that it wasn't. I like a good squash. But, man, they showed up. This was good. You know, here's the thing. If this is any indication of what we're in for, Sure. Let's do it. I don't know how you're going to fill a two-hour show, but sure, let's do it. Yeah, man. Well, if they keep this formula, it's pretty clear. They're going to do a couple good matches, uh, bookending the show, and then uh, a bunch of squashes and weird stuff in the middle. And uh, if the squashes are this good and they seem to be like this talented, these two wrestlers, hey, NXT might be in good shape. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right. Back from commercial. Uncle William Regal has an announcement to make. He says Samoa Joe is a fighting champion. So Tommaso Ciampa, Kyle O'Reilly, La Knight, and Pete Dunne will compete in a four-way number one contenders match for the NXT Championship next week. Classic Triple H move. Classic NXT move. Big multi-man schmoz when you need to pop a rating, Boris. Yep, yep. You know what? Here's here's, here's, Here's my thing. Let's have... All the multi-man matches for the number one contenders match. I never want to see a multi-man match for the actual belt again. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that compromise. I agree. Do you think that Pete Dunne eats this fall and shows up uh, in AEW for full gear? No. No. Fair enough. Nope. 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 And the reason for that is if they... here's Here's my thing. If he was on his way out then he would have been part of the ass-kicking at the end of the show. Interesting. And Ridge Holland just lays everyone in his group out and stands tall. That actually would have been pretty cool. I have never seen that before in wrestling. One man in a group just, like, lays out the entire rest of his faction and stands tall. Seth Rollins. Beats up three, four guys. That's different. That's not, like... I mean, like, like not with <laughs> weapons and just with pure badassery. Yeah, yeah. Not as not as a heel turn, but almost as a babyface turn. You know. Yeah. yeah but you're right. No. Great, great shout. Great shout. Yeah, but but that's the thing. Like, I feel like they're they're aligning Ridge Holland and Pete Dunne for a little while longer. So who knows? I like. I really don't know. Um, you know, we should talk about that next week. Um, when we yes. have a little more time to chat about stuff. All right. So. 100%. Boris, wait, before you go, I need a refill of my coffee for this one because I thought this was brilliant. I really, I'm going to get into this one here. All right, we took a quick quick break. Matt got coffee. Boris got cookies. Not a euphemism. So we're going to move on, and we're going to talk about the next match, which is Chucky Viola and Paxton Averill versus the Creed brothers from Diamond Mine, Brutus and Julius Creed. Uh, so we got both sides. We got both sides of the squash match coin on this show, Boris. We got an amazing, great squash. 
and an absolutely terrible and laughable squash. And, and you know, it's not exactly it's not exactly science. It's pretty simple. Just put in two cool guys or three or four or five or one. Put in a cool wrestler and have them do cool things against a shitbag wrestler. It will always work until the end of time. It got Ryback to the point where he was a legitimate main event world champion level wrestler. And Ryback sucks and is terrible at everything. <laughs> anyway, Julius and Brutus Creed versus Chucky Viola and Paxton Avaril. This match was great. Full stop great. If we're, you can say that I'm grading on the squash match scale. I would go no lower than four out of five for this one. Four Goldberg versus Laparkas out of five. It's an 80% Goldberg versus LaParka percentage. Julius and Brutus Creed looking like the new Steiner brothers right now. If you do this every week, Boris, it won't be great forever. They need to throw some new moves in. They need to eventually, obviously, wrestle real opponents. But for this first appearance, inarguably great. A great showing by Julius and Brutus Creed beating the ever-loving shit out of Chucky Viola and Paxton Averill. Buddy, what do you think? You can send all feedback to show at nxttlkpodcast.com. <laughs> That's show at nxttlkpodcast.com. You know what, though? <laughs> I agree with you. I really enjoyed this. This is really well done. This was really s- smartly, smart, smart. What's what's the word? Intelligently. Intelligently done. Um, you know, if this is the first time that you're going to introduce someone um, and two people, who, especially in a group like Diamond Mine, who should be getting these types of wins from time to time, what? Like, just, just this was, this was so well done. Um, this was you know. the Road Warriors. This was the Steiner Brothers. This was Goldberg, man. They ate these guys lunch, and it was exactly what it needed to be. And now not only are these two guys instantly a threat in NXT, in- instantly an interesting act, but Diamond Mine has more juice than it's ever had. After this two-minute segment, Diamond Mind looks better than it's ever looked. So yep. this was a humongous win. Humongous W. Yep. Honestly, I cannot agree with you more. 100% agree with you. But for those Sweet. people who don't agree, you can send all feedback <laughs> to show at nxttlkpodcast.com. Yes, yes, sir. And following that amazing, that great four-star squash, we got an Ember Moon promo. <sighs> She's going heel, Boris. It seems like she's turning she heel has on to. her. You know what? She has to. Uh, yeah. So Amber Moon was interviewed backstage. She says it's been a rough three months losing her tag titles. Her tag partner, which fucking made me laugh. <laughs> womp. Womp, womp. Poor girl. Yeah. Tough beat for Ember Moon. Yep. And every match in between. She's tired. <laughs> she knows this happens to everybody. But it took Kaylee Ray to wake her up. And she doesn't want to feel like this anymore. She knows what she has to do. So stay tuned. What do you think? What yeah. do, you, do you think this is going to be a heel turn? Or do you think this is going to be like a retooling of the uh, Mad Max Furry Road character? I think it'll be a combo of both. I think she will lean into her Mad Max roots. And yeah, she's going heel. I don't know if it's going to be on Kaylee because Kaylee is like herself a heel. I think maybe it's Saray. Saray that she gets, uh, she smashes. I don't know. We're going to see. But yeah, I think she's going heel. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. 
Then we get a hit row promo. Isaiah Swerve Scott laughs and says he should have seen Electra Lopez coming, but you're never going to catch him sleeping again. Top Dalla and Ashanti, the Adonis, take the lead and say a hard head makes a soft ass, and now they're going to apply some pressure. B-Fab says she doesn't know who Lopez is, but hitting her with a pipe isn't how you say hello, and now they have a problem. Yeah, really like this promo. Significantly better than the previous promo. Well, I thought B-Fab, yeah. B-Fab did really well, but honestly, yet again, as per usual, top friggin' dollar. Man, that guy is a star, Boris. That man is such a good promo. He's he's a pretty good, believable ass-kicking wrestler. He should be a star. Yeah, he uh, 100%, especially like, you know, if you think WWE and you think the look, he's got the look, he's got the talk, you know, on the A&E show, if you watched, he just seems like a good person, you know, so all of this, yeah. it, it just works out. Here's the thing with, with uh, Hit Row, I honestly think that they should not allow them to do live promos again, all pre-tape. Well, it's not that they're terrible live but it, they're so good pre-tape that it's almost like, I don't know. Eventually, if they're on the main roster, they're going to need to cut 20-minute live promos because that's how Vince does things. So they should learn how to do it if that's what he wants wrestlers to do. But I agree that that is antiquated and dumb and shouldn't exist. Yeah, because you need to hide people's faults. You need to show off what people are good at with hit row you know what i loved with hit row remember the original hit row promos when they were in the studio and scott was just talking and rapping those were so well done so well produced got the entire group over you know then you had their their little rap in the ring which you know lost some people for obvious reasons because it's not their style of music it's not you know they don't understand the 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 culture of rap and how you know that could help you um so you know it, it was kind of a, a loss there but you know especially in nxt yeah it is developmental let them learn but also at the same time let them strive where they need to strive or where they can strive i i have no possible reason to disagree with you obviously you're correct it makes no sense why they don't do it that way and why they just have a cookie cutter formula that they try to cram every square peg into but uh yeah man yep all right this leads us into the first of two tag team championship matches and we're gonna start with the women's the hot shot belt as we like to call them and you were wrong um the match was io shirai and zoe stark your champs versus casey canzaro and kaden carter I do think Casey and Caden will eventually win the tag team titles, but yeah, they're on that uh, slow burn, that Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels path. Maybe they their title win will be stricken from the record because the top rope breaks. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think Casey and Caden are uh, they're they're building themselves up pretty well. Uh, man, it was it was nice to see and hear children in the crowd, but there was a little girl screaming through this match and it was like Bill Alfonso ECW style. It just ruined this entire match for me. <laughs> just couldn't take it. Oh my God. You, why do you hate kids so much? <laughs> I do not hate kids. I, uh, no, children are fine. I suppose I'm indifferent <laughs> towards them, but, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man, it was just, it was just a lot of screaming shriek, screaming noises my, anytime anytime there was a woman wrestler on the show but specifically in this match this little girl was losing her goddamn mind okay question does vicky guerrero bother you 
<laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> you know yes, where exactly. I'm going to trap you. <laughs> no, no, she does. Yeah, she does. It's like, it's, it's nails on a chalkboard, man. Yes, I'm a human being with ears. Yes, she does bother me. <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for you to say no. Uh, and then I was going to say, well, Matthew hates children. And I love yeah. how that's the major takeaway of this match because that's what I thought of this match. I thought this match was average as average can be. Um, you know, uh, Casey Ganzaro, Caden Carter, their TikTok gimmick really bothers me. Um, but <laughs> as wrestlers, they, they, they know what they're doing well enough. Io Shirai should not be a tag team champion. Zoe Stark should not be a tag team champion. And I think like that, um, like this odd couple bull crap um, mixed with the fact that they are tag champs takes me away from them completely right now. Yeah, man, I 100% agree, and that's why I thought they were going to change the titles. I actually, I don't have TikTok. I don't think I'll ever have TikTok unless we ever end up doing it for one of the podcasts. But uh, other than that, like, I'm not a TikTok guy. I'll never be a TikTok guy, but I respect their effort, and it seems to be working unless that that shrieking child was a plant, and if that was a plant, that's the worst fucking plant I've ever seen in my life. That's a terrible idea, but I think that was a shoot child, Boris. <laughs> Did you say shoot the child? No, I didn't. Come on, come on. <laughs> I want to say that I'm a big brother. I, I did. I, I had a big hand in raising my little sisters and they're both uh, tremendous, successful adult humans. And uh, I like children. I think, I, <laughs> you know, I think I do well if I if and when I have kids oh, anyway, Lord. buddy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, this I, I 1 million percent agree with you. Average as average can be. We're going to go two and a half bachelor parties on this one. It's a 50 percent go kart percentage, Boris. Well, here's the funny part. Never, ever doubt the WWE with this post-match stuff. Oh, it's crazy. I can't believe so, they did this. I cannot believe they did this. And what are we talking about, listeners? Well, Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane, they beat up Catanzaro and Caden Caro, Caden Carter after the match. But the highlight or low light was the fact that that after the face shot from Sarai last week, Mandy Rose is now wearing a mask. It's as though they think, and perhaps they are correct on this, that the only reason Mandy Rose is popular at all is because she's so physically striking. She's so beautiful. And they're like, let's see if she can get over without her face. <laughs> so they put a black, they put the Seamus mask on her. She's Seamus now. Mandy Rose is Seamus. Yep. Yep. What? Uh, yep. Mandy Rose <laughs> oh, is Seamus. It's, it's just like, or, or you could, you could do all these things and try to test this performer and send Mandy Rose back down to development. Or you could just use the most beautiful woman on the roster to be that you could just make money off her because she's a star, you know, like, I just don't understand. I just, I, they, ah, uh, they will, they would rather climb a tree, you know what I mean, to try to prove a point than stay on the ground and produce a good television show. It's fucking crazy. Man. So here's my question. What do you hate more right now on the show? The fact that Mandy Rose is wearing a mask or children themselves? 
the fuck out of here. Definitely Mandy Rose. I would say Mandy Rose wearing a mask for sure. I hate that more than children. <laughs> you should have seen how attentive Matt was when I was going to ask him this. Uh, I was listening. I was trying to listen. God damn it. Uh, all right. So yeah. So yeah. So that's a thing. That's something that's happening. So we'll see. In my opinion, I think it's gonna be the uh, uh, this this combination of Mandy Rose, Gigi Dolan, and J.C. Jane that beat uh, Stark and Shirai. No, oh, maybe they can do a little free birds, a little free babes thing. Steal the free babe gimmick <laughs> from NWA. Babes. Yeah. All right. So Kyle O'Reilly cuts a promo. He says his last year has been a challenge from losing big matches to having his best friend stab him in the back. And at TakeOver 36, he closed a chapter in his career and his life, oddly enough, so did his opponent. And not giving a damn is freeing. Being able to think and feel and do whatever he wants. He doesn't care what it takes because the end game for him is the NXT Championship and Samoa Joe. Yeah, decent promo, but it did make me think, oh, man, he's probably not ever winning this title <laughs> because it was a very good promo. Uh, God bless Kyle O'Reilly. I don't know. I don't know where he goes from here, man. It I also no made idea. me think that they clearly recorded this not knowing what Adam Cole was going to do. Yeah, that's a good point, too. Clearly very much so. I agree with that. I think, yeah, I think probably Kyle's long-term destiny is as the cruiserweight champion and hopefully – cruiserweights get treated more seriously which is i mean we've literally boris been saying that since the mid 90s so yeah exactly all right so we get it's time it is time it is time yeah. it is time all right question not not no yeah. children involved in this <laughs> randy savage or dexter loomis which bachelor party did you like more Oh God, I I hate to say it. Which did I like more? Like which did I enjoy watching which did and you think was better? Your, where were yeah. you more sports entertained? Nah, oh man, I can't believe these words are about to come out of my mouth, Boris. I can't believe you're making me say this. Dexter Loomis. Dexter Loomis over Randy Savage. I now need a shower. You can send all feedback to show at nxttlkpodcast.com. No, man. First of all, we watched that Macho Man bachelor party, and that was just insane and terrible. And Gene Oakland was acting drunk, and uh, the Bushwhackers acting. were eating novelty subs full of sardines. It was just bad. It was bad television. This was pretty bad television, too. But you know what? Dexter Lewis is so cheesy. Cameron Grimes is so funny. Odyssey Jones has a little personality. Johnny Gargano has a little personality. We got some more Candice and Indy. God, God bless him. I actually like this. See, this was good cheese in wrestling. Look, this is this is the the amount of fromage that I can deal with. After this is a good Limburger, you know. This is a good good blue cheese. After yes. the bachelor party, I was so worried about this. Um, so Cameron Grimes passes some cash out as everybody gets to the limousine. Johnny Gargano is like, "Who's paying for the wedding? Who's paying for this bachelor party? Who's paying for this limousine?" And of course, it was Cameron Grimes. Um. Cameron Grimes hands some money to Loomis, and he shakes his hand, has a truce with Loomis. They all go go-karting, including the dead referee that we've been seeing since Halloween Havoc. Um, then they went axe-throwing, which, of course, Dexter Loomis has some experience with, and he shows Johnny Gargano the way to get him a thumbs-up. Yeah, that was pretty That was pretty cute. I thought that was fun. Um 
man, yeah, the uh, the, the facials by Dexter Lewis in this it were just they were next cold. level. He just they honestly, <laughs> you know, depending on what happens next week, Dexter Lewis might have a new fan. Uh, yeah, definitely. We're going to see. But yeah, there was one. Uh, well, continue. Yeah. So Grimes bets Odyssey Jones 10 grand that he can't send Drake Maverick, but I love how he called him Rockstar, to the moon mm-hmm. in a bouncy room. Jones absolutely bounces him into oblivion. They were in laser tag, and I legitimately laughed out loud during this laser tag segment. Uh, yeah. So as... Johnny Gargano is running around shooting the other team. Loomis is actually choking out and punching everyone before Gargano shows up. He even chloroforms a guy as Johnny Gargano shoots him. Um, So obviously, Team Gargano, Team Way, Team Loomis, they win. And then Gargano high-fives Loomis as we get a montage of the good time that they had together. Also... Throughout this uh, the bachelor party, Candace and Indy are snooping. They come rushing out of the shadows to celebrate the momentous win of Johnny, Team Johnny. And then Johnny admits they're on the same page, and they smile, and they finally crack Dexter's grimace. Now, what was interesting here was that final shot of Dexter's face. Was he happy that he won over Johnny, or does he have something planned for Johnny? Very interesting, Boris. I think they gotta turn him heel at this wedding. That's gotta be the way that they they play this thing. But yeah, man, this picked up steam. I was like <laughs> chuckling a few times, like <clears throat> you doing those, like just doing those slow exhales. And then by the time, like you said, they hit laser tag, I laughed out loud twice. The first time I laughed out loud was when you first see uh dexter and the opposing player meet eyes they just lock eyes and then dexter just uppercuts them yeah i just didn't see it coming and i laughed out loud i I, thought it was really funny and then during the montage during like the the gargano dexter memories leave the memories alone i actually laughed pretty hard during that as well so this was good man this was good pro wrestling comedy yep and then from the good, we go to a Tian Sha video package with Boa saying it's time we go to break. I can't imagine. I can't imagine Tian Sha Maying Boa. Uh, Zia Lee, I could imagine because she is a legitimate, awesome athlete and great wrestler. But I couldn't imagine anyone else in this group actually drawing in Chinese fans. Wouldn't yeah. it be offensive to them? Wouldn't yeah. it be offensive to to like yeah. Asian people? Clearly. Yeah. Just stick them in a Mortal Kombat gimmick. It's like, uh, you know, giving a Latino a, a Speedy Gonzalez gimmick or something. There, There's a Yoshi wrestler. I want to say stardom. It might not be stardom. But there's basically a Yoshi wrestler who does a similar, like, dead girl gimmick who looks like she, she was in the ring. Except she's a comedy wrestler. She's Santino. Yeah. Yep. In, in Yoshi right now, that's happening, man. Like, it's, it's, it's absurd. Yep. All right, Frankie Monet is hanging out with Jesse Kamea when Robert Stone rolls in. Uh, he just came from William Regal's office, and next week, Frankie Monet will get a title shot versus Raquel Gonzalez. Uh, Monet is excited and says next week, everyone will be talking about her when she wins the title. Yeah, uh, perfectly fine. Uh, man, I love Frankie Monet. I, I hope she loses this match and shows up on Raw the next night. Exactly what I was going to say. 100%. That's exactly what I want. I want her to lose. And then I want Jessica Mia to beat her up. And then she shows up on uh, whatever show 
Raw with Johnny Drip Drip, and that's that. <laughs> Frankie Drip Drip, baby. Yep. it. All right, then we get the second, uh, whatever. I don't even know. I don't even know what to call this. Mei Ying versus Virginia Ferry. Matt, you can talk about this because you love talking about squash matches. <laughs> so the wrestler that I am referring to is from Sendai Girls. I believe her name is Iger, and she does like uh, mystical, like ghost, like spooky, boo, like spooky character. And she basically looks exactly like Mei Ying. Like this is. They could have. Is Karen Q not a really, really good wrestler? Fantastic like, wrestler. Fantastic wrestler. Um, I'm mostly familiar with her work with the women's of honor, women of honor from like 2019, um, 2018, whatever year that was, and she was great. It was. Uh, there you go. So this, I've never seen her work until today. Um, but yeah, so Mei Ying, chop to the throat, chop to the throat, chop to the throat, Tongan death grip. She basically has Mang's first three moves. She has Mang's like main B strike move and Mang's finishing move, and that's her entire move set right now. So yeah. I don't know. She's she's dressed like the ring, and she's doing the 1980s stereotypical Asian offense. So this is a terrible, terrible start for this character. We're going. Uh, we're going to go one. Bachelor party out of five for this segment. It is a big fail. It's a 20% bouncy castle percentage. Yep. LA Knight cuts a promo driving in his car. He talks about next week's number one contender and how he's going to win contender match and how he's going to win over the objections of the belly aching NXT faithful. Yep. Good. Good stuff. Really enjoyed it. Uh, he's, a, he's a good talker. And when he has a target in mind when it's not just I'm LA Knight, I'm the best, but it's a promo focused on something. It's much better with this guy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Tomasa Ciampa cuts a promo and he says he's going to win next week's number one contenders match and come for Goldie. Yep. Super awesome. Tommaso Ciampa always cuts good promos no matter what. Yep. And then it's time for the main event. Danny Burch and Oni Lurkin versus must see kids. MSK, Nash Carter, Wesley, all for the NXT Tag Team Championship. Matt, this was your main event. This book yep. ended. This is how we ended the Uncle H era of NXT. Yeah, Uncle H's favorite new shiny toy, MSK. And you know what? They've been awesome. They've been handled really well. They're still undefeated. They're uh, still doing their dang thing. And uh, yeah, I thought this was a good match. We've seen MSK have better matches, but they're they're pretty much the uh, the can't miss kids. They are the must see kids all the time. They have really good matches, man. Yep. Um, yeah, this match was perfectly fine. Like you know, if you've seen one MSK match, you've seen them all, and that's the unfortunate. That's the one unfortunate thing about this match. But at the same time, it's not really a bad thing because it it was you know I was thoroughly sports entertained through the match. Yeah. Um, you know, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan, man. I fear for these guys. I really do fear for these guys. Um, but it, at least they have a one program to get through <laughs> before something yeah, happens. I, Danny specifically, although he could go into that coaching role, Oni, I don't think is going to be ready to quit wrestling. And yeah, I think I think Oni is uh, is looking to become Biff Busick on the Indies again, perhaps sooner than later. If they're not going to do this group, if he's not going to be part of a tag team, ooh. Going to be tough for young Oni. But Oni Lorcan fucking rules. He will land on his feet if he gets released, for sure. Yep. 
Uh, so Lorkin with the charging elbow, Carter hip tosses him right into the turnbuckle, super kick to Birch, uh, they bear hug him, and then MSK does their spine buster neck breaker combo uh, to retain the NXT Tag Team Championship. 12 minutes, 22 seconds with the heart attack 180 blockbuster thingamajigger. And uh, yeah, I thought it was a pretty good match. Uh, we're going to go, you know, you couldn't rate it any lower than a B, in my opinion. I, I don't see any reason to. So I'm going to go three and a half bachelor parties out of five for a 70% montage percentage yep. on this one, Boris. It did the dang thing. Perfectly fine main event. And bring on the rainbow color scheme, Boris. I'm ready for it. Yep. So post-match, Pete Dunn, Ridge Holland slide back into the ring and they stare MSK down. And then Pete Dunn turns to Ridge gives him a nod and not and uh, Ridge Holland headbutts Danny Birch uh done uh, lays only Lorcan out with a kick and that is the show I don't like Pete Dunn's petulant shrug like his like I don't give a fuck about anything shrug you've seen it if you've seen Pete Dunn perform in the last three months you've seen it five times per show I don't like it at all maybe I that's how we, think- maybe that's how he thinks about his tenure now yeah, maybe, man, maybe. But I actually do think it makes him, especially because he's so small. I do think it kind of just makes him look like a like a petulant child, like a like a like a small person, like, you know, like just like like in in stature and in like personality. It doesn't come across like a star. Why, why are you why are you using children as your example of things you hate? Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> Fuck kids. I said it. I hate them. I hate them all. <laughs> oh this is why we can't record this morning or any morning (laughs) both too full of energy too full of piss and vinegar but yeah so this this leaves uh (laughs) this leaves old uh danny and oni out to dry but i imagine we're probably going to get one tag team match yeah yeah, ho- hopefully, hopefully, you know, uh, but we'll see what happens. So, yeah, so this is it. Rainbow color scheme for NXT. Listeners, we have a new logo coming next week. I'm excited. And it makes our old logo and old merch vintage, Boris. It's throwback merch now. See, now, now you see we're thinking ahead because now, you know, <laughs> you got to get the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, right. uh, you know, blame, blame, uh, blame Bruce Pritchard and Wale for that one. <laughs> yep. But yeah. All right. So let's get back into the stuff. Um, anything, any final thoughts, any final comments before we move on to NXT UK? No, I thought that was a solid show. Like NXT has been like at the Mendoza line or below. And I, I would say this was safely like a three and a half out of five kind of show. Like B at least. I liked, uh, I thought the squash was great. And I thought the bachelor party was great. And well, great is strong, but I thought it was perfectly fine. Fun pro wrestling cheese. I, I thought legitimately the squash match was great. Great, great, Between great, great. The, the first, like the, I think the first three matches were fantastic. You had the Kaylee Ray and Ember Moon. You had the um, Santos Escobar and Carmelo Hayes. And you had the squash match. I think those three just were fantastic. 100%. 100% agree. All right, let's move on to our favorite hour of WWE programming a week. All right, it is time to talk NXT UK. As we always say, it's a show from WWE that I look forward to the most. And Matt, we had another 
very fun episode. And honestly, for me, personally, my favorite Heritage Cup match ever. Interesting. Wow. It was really good. I, I didn't I didn't see that. We're gonna we're gonna have to talk about that, buddy. That's a that's huge praise. It was really good though. But uh man, I agree. I was really impressed with the show. Even something that doesn't have huge matches on paper will always deliver. NXT UK, the most reliable, the best hour of WWE TV for sure, buddy. Yep, exactly. All right. So the show kicks off with Blair Davenport versus Nina Samuels. Um the match doesn't even start. Dina Samuels is doing her stuff. She is posing. She's striking a pose. You know, she's 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 being cocky. And Davenport had enough, so she kicked her ass. Um, she does a few uh, Michinoku drivers or the Kamigoyi, as she likes to call it. Um, but yeah, she did, she gives her a Michinoku driver, a couple of them. And then after, you know, one security and officials show up, she gives a Michinoku driver to the assistant to the GM. Nick Scala. Yeah, Sid, I think. Well, it doesn't Sid matter. Scala. Yeah. Sid wow. Scala. Lays out, lays, out the, lays out a dude with a Falcon Arrow or Mitchie Nooker Driver or whatever it was. Oh, my God. This was awesome. I did not expect that. Throwing knee bombs, knocking people out. Blair Davenport putting her over strong here. This was this was a pretty cool start to NXT. You yep. Yep, yep, yep. It was, it was, it was really good. Um, I've thoroughly enjoyed this. Uh, how many crumpets would you give this? I know it wasn't a match, but oh, well, I guess if we're gonna ra- if we're gonna rate it, I'm gonna go as high as like three and a half. It was at least a B. You know, I wouldn't call it like you know, it was it was really good. It was awesome. Like Blair Davenport is a serious threat in WWE NXT UK. She is a future women's champion here on this brand for sure. We take a look back to last week at the Afi Valkyrie and Ginny match. Uh, we see what happened to Afi Valkyrie's knee. We are told that Valkyrie is out of action for an undetermined amount of time. That's a huge blow. Yeah, that sucks. I did like the promo here where Ginny was basically like, hey, you won the battle, but I won the war because I'm still standing and you're out of action. So yep. I like that idea, but it does mean this feud must continue, Boris. Has to. Yep, because Ginny then has a promo. She says that no bird soars so high if they soar with their own wings unless someone clips them and i freaking loves that and then she says to be the best you must be able to handle the worst and that is what i did you may have won the match but the woman standing tall as me i said you would not stand and i and you would not survive everyone has seen the fall of afi valkyrie at the hands of Ginny. i i honestly love this promo yeah very strong very strong promo Ginny's good she's really good and i i, I really like that match too that was a great match so yep all right, we're back with Symbiosis. T-Bone mentions the six-man tag match for next week with Symbiosis against Saxon Huxley and two partners of his choice. Primate says you are not the most popular. Eddie says Saxon may have been beaten him, but a broken clock is right twice a day. Symbiosis is greater than the sum of its parts. Better luck next time. Yeah, perfectly fine promo. Nothing wrong with it. Uh yeah, I, I, I like these guys. It, it, the promo style of NXT UK makes a mediocre or decent promo feel a little better than it is. It just feels a little more realistic, a little more, you know, I, I don't know exactly what the word is. Just just entertaining in a different way. Less typical, less formulaic. 
I'm a fan of the production of them, right? Like, it's very atypical of, like, hey, you know, they use the TMZ camera a lot. I know we say this all the time, but I just, just like the production value of these promos. Anyways, this leads us to actual match one, which was a tag team match. Andy Wilde and Dan Maloney versus Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff. This match was essentially a showcase for Jack Stars and Dave Mastiff. Yeah. It was pretty, pretty average, pretty typical. In no way bad, but nothing specifically great about it. Dave Mastiff's uh, cannonball looks like death every oh time. Oh my god! Like yes, killing oh. people with that. Movie. Here's the thing: I, I, I don't know who took it, but he was like an inch away from the turnbuckle, and that's like one, like I, I feel like the most dangerous position he could yeah. have been in. So when Dave Mastiff just ran, he like took off and did the cannonball from wherever he would typically do it, but just the way he landed right on this poor guy just squished him. Yeah, it was it was a rough uh cannonball into the corner there. But yeah, uh this match went five minutes and forty eight seconds, I believe. And yeah, you know, it's pretty pretty average, but totally fine. Yep, so your winners were Jack Stars, Dave Mastiff. How many Supernovas, how many Crumpets would you give this match? I'm going to go two and a half Crumpets. It is a Mendoza line, 50%, uh, you know, Supernova percentage. Yep, then we go to my boys, pretty deadly, on the streets of London, doing a photo shoot. Dude, I was laughing out loud at these guys, the way they were posing and just being like absolute goofballs. Yeah, this was this was a bit of fun. I, I like this a lot. And then uh, was it uh, Gallus? Yep. Walked up? Yep. Yes. Mark Coffey and Joe Coffey, they show up, but Joe says the belts belong with Gallus. Uh, Mark pushes Lewis into the water. Sam does what Kate Winslet would not do to Leonardo DiCaprio, and he saves his tag team partner from watery doom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice reference. Well done. No, I I love this honestly. Pretty deadly. I don't know what it is about them, but is, I think it's just the right amount of queso for 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 wrestling. Yeah, definitely. They're they're uh, they're just they're just from the '80s, man. They're just the throwback. They're good yep. stuff. All right, then where you saw another look at Ilya Dragunov's victory over Walter. Um, yeah, and then apparently next week they're gonna like do some video or something with added insight from the match. The director's cut, Boris. Yeah. of Ilya. Versus Walter from TakeOver 36. Yep. Then, the second match of the night was from the NXT UK female division as Amal went up against Amelia McKenzie. Dude, this match was so well done. We'll talk about the ending in a little bit. But, man, Amal is so scary. And Amelia McKenzie took an ass-kicking throughout this match. Yeah, she's a little uh, a little green maybe it is. Like she's uh yeah, she she hits very hard and she throws people down hard. But uh yeah, uh, Amel she's good. She's like a good wrestler who takes it seriously and appears to want to be a much better wrestler, you know? Like she she's she's not in she's not just pretty face. Like she's actually like kicking ass in there and it's really dope. I was shocked at the at the finish. Yeah. I I I guess this is going to be a full on feud. I These think two I, performers? Yeah, I think so because I think Amal's going to move away from Psycho Satamora for now and it makes sense that they give her someone like Amelia McKenzie. You know, it helps both women. Um but I was honestly shocked because like we said Amal was just man woman handling Amelia McKenzie all match. Uh, she did a huge drop kick that sent McKenzie into the turnbuckles. Um, with a face wash and then Mackenzie from out of the blue got enough energy did a roll up got the three count so your winner Amelia Mackenzie yeah six minutes 44 seconds I thought it was good I, again I, I didn't love the finish but 
if they're setting up a feud here and yeah, I, I, I accept it, but I do think it kind of slid Amel down the card a little bit. Like it seemed like she was building up steam and now just have this complete, basically like lower level wrestler beater is, eh, you know, it's questionable, but I thought it was a good match. We're going to go three supernovas, supernovas out of five, 60% crumpet percentage. I'm just over these roll-up wins, these out of nowhere roll-up wins. Like they gotta stop yeah. this. They need some. They need. Some, they need a new trope. Yes, million percent agree, buddy. Yep. All right. So we saw what happened earlier between Blair Davenport and Nina Samuels. We see Sid Scala being checked out in the back by the medical staff. Scala has a neck brace on while they continue with tests. Um, and then we see. Awesome. Yeah. Put put a neck brace on this guy because uh, he took a suplex or a, a power slam from a woman. Like awesome. Put Blair Davenport over. I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver Carter and Ashton Smith are walking in the back earlier in the week, and they go to see Saxon Huxley in his locker room. Carter says they know that Huxley is mad at symbiosis, and they are here to back him up. Huxley says you can count on Saxon. Smith says he is in, and there you go. It looks like Saxon Huxley backslash the Berserker backslash um, <laughs> Berserker Brody is, uh, yeah, is, is ready. <laughs> awesome i am for it this this was this is pretty good recruiting the boys yep i like this all right so we see comments from sam gradwell and wolfgang about their heritage cup tournament match gradwell says nobody embodies heritage honor and prestige like him someone who knows nothing about that is wolfgang wolfgang says he has asked for a rematch against gradwell after what he did to him and now he gets his chance at the tournament uh gradwell says the last time they wrestled wolfgang um they wrestled wolfgang broke his ribs um so yeah so essentially wolfgang says he's gonna break sam this time uh, that's gonna be a, it's gonna be an awesome hossy hard-hitting match and i do believe i'm pretty sure wolfgang's gonna win yeah all right here we go all match right buddy three, yeah, you, you take- main event heritage cup best two out of three falls six rounds um yes, sir. <laughs> we see Tioman with rohan raja versus nathan frazier in the heritage cup tournament first round all right. Yeah, man. So I did like this match a lot. I did think it was great, but I wouldn't say that it was the best Heritage Cup match I've seen. So hit, hit me. Hit me. Right. What did you love so much? About Here, okay, let, let's go through this round by round. Round number one, back and forth fight. You don't know what to expect. No one gets the no one gets a pin. Round number two, um, Tioman gets the fall. So now the heel is up and the baby face has to get those two falls typical two out of three rounds or two out of three falls but because of the rounds it adds a certain i don't know what as a french say to it round three is what made me love this match and that is at the very end with seconds to go frazier hits a springboard frankensteiner he covers teoman but with less than three seconds left and teoman was saved by the bell I freaking yeah. love that because now the pressure is amounting more and more to the good old Nathan Frazier. You know, now, he, now the pressure is 1000% on him. You had this close call and now, you know, now what, what, what if, what if Teoman now squeezes in a cheap victory? All right. Yeah, that's, that's great, man. I, I you bang on with that. And I just wanted, if I may interject, I really liked the end or the entirety of the second fall because it only went like a minute, 90 seconds. It was basically 
Uh, Frazier hits hits a dive to the outside, but he misses Teoman. He only hits Rohan Raja. Teoman then throws Frazier into the steps, throws him in the ring, and pins him. And I love that. I thought that was really clever. It took like 90 seconds, but I really liked the second fall ending as well. So we're two of the last two awesome endings to falls. Yep. And now we only have three rounds left going into round four. And the time is running up for our good old boy, Nathan Frazier. And he's able to hit uh, Teoman with a back elbow. Hits him with a waist lock. Power slams him into a small package. Gets the three count. So now we're tied 1-1. Yeah, similar to, uh, I think Cameron Grimes used to use this move, or even Seth Rollins used to use this move on on the indies, like yep. a small package driver. Yep, yep, exactly. And then round five, you know, now now you know we have two rounds left. We're tied 1-1. It's anyone's game. Um, and I love the fact that right as soon as the round started, Frazier just runs and sling blades right into Teoman, does a swinging brain buster for a near fall. I honestly thought he was going to get the win right there. Yeah, that was a good near fall. I agree with that. That would have been that would have been a proper ending to the match too. I would have bought it. Yeah, one hundred percent. It's like I just got the victory, or I just got my pin. I'm gonna go guns a blazing for the second one. Um, but at the end of the closer to the end of the round, Frazier goes to the turnbuckles and Raja distracts Frazier. Frazier misses a Phoenix splash. Teoman with a diamond dust DDT for the three count. Yeah. This was awesome. This was so picture a Canadian destroyer. It's a front flip pile driver. That uh that is the illusion. That is the move. So that that motion, that front flip into a head drop, but it starts out of a reverse DDT, out of yeah. a scorpion death drop position, and then he front flips and spikes this guy on his head. This was awesome. What a finisher. Yep. So here's the thing. After Everything the poor face has gone through, the close pin in round three, actually winning round four, going guns a blazing in round five, only to lose by distraction and a beautiful move from the heel in Teoman. And Teoman, the heel, wins this match. That's why this was my favorite Heritage Cup match. Man, you know what? I think you sold me here, Boris. I wrote down on the page four, but I think I'm going to go even a little step further, and I'm going to go four and a quarter crumpets for this one. 85% full-on A supernova percentage. Why put an A- minus on it? This was an A, buddy. You're right. This match was awesome. This is a great match. That's the thing. Like, I, like for some reason, when I was watching it, I was just, like, seeing these elements of wrestling and writing and storytelling and, you know, good versus evil, heel versus face, and I th honestly, I loved it. This is my match of the week. You got to check this match out. If there's one match you're going to watch from the entire NXT brand, it is this main event. Teoman versus Jack Frazier, Heritage Cup first round match. Definitely agree with the recommendation. It is a great wrestling match, and these Heritage Cup matches never disappoint. They're always good. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, another fantastic episode of NXT UK. Uh, what do we have next week? So, on NXT regular TV, we have the Wedding of Index. We have the NXT women's title up for grabs as Frankie Monet goes up against my girl, Raquel Gonzalez. And then we have the number one contenders NXT match as uh, Kyle O'Reilly goes up against La Knight, goes up against Pete Dunne goes up against Tommaso Ciampa. And then on, um, what do we have for NXT UK? We have, 
Um, what what do we got? I have it. We got here. a yeah. We got the director's cut. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov from Takeover 36. A special replay of that match with commentary from various parties. We also have the Heritage Cup number one contender tournament. Round one will come to a close, I believe, with Wolfgang wrestling Sam Gradwell, and we have that six-man tag, which is Symbiosis. Uh, Eddie Dennis, T-Bone, and Primate versus Saxon, Huxley, Oliver Carter, and Ashton Smith, Boris. Yep. It's, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a fun week. It's going to be a fun week. And again, I love the fact that by the time we actually talk about this, like we have, what, like a day and a half to wait for the next episode. Yeah, it's dope, man. It, it's We're in a nice, because uh, I haven't been working on Thursday, so we're in a nice groove. I really like record, bam post it and then watch some nxt uk it's pretty good pretty good on thursdays but yeah so uh bam coming up we're just gonna we're gonna be talking a little all out we're gonna be talking roh as always and we're gonna be talking the first ever episode of wwf superstars boris from september of 1986 it is a trip superstar billy graham is out there with tarantulas all over him yep yeah, I watched that about 4 a.m. today. So, yeah, I have I have opinions on on that. <laughs> I cannot wait for that one, man. But yeah, I got to uh, I got to hop in the shower and get my arse to work here. So nice talking to you, buddy. And uh, yeah, 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 let's do it again soon. Love it. I love it. So as always, you can go to ballergear.ca for all our merch. Listen to all the shows. You have Midweek Market already out. You have our show that you're listening to tomorrow. You have BAM. Then on Friday, you have the Old Fucks All Elite Weekly. Saturday, you have not one but two shows. The Smack Daddies reviewing SmackDown. And you also have the Old Fucks back at it reviewing Rampage. As always, he's Matt. I'm Boris. It's NXT Talk rebrand next week uncle h thank you for the memories good night